0: You're about to listen to the Meet Mediocrity Podcast, Season 5, Episode 4. My guest today is Taryn Gazelle, his second visit to the podcast. Taryn is formally known, formally known as Triathlon Taryn. Why formally? Are you asking? And by the way, I'm saying formally, like, like the, the artist formerly known as Prince. Not formally, like... Her Majesty the Queen. Um, formerly, F-O-R-M-E-R-L-Y. Um, the athlete formerly known as Triathlon Taran. So, why formally? Let's get started. Hello, hello. This is your host, Mediocre Mitch, and welcome to the Meet Mediocrity Podcast, Season 5, Episode 4. Today marks the first episode in 2022 of the Meet Mediocrity Podcast, coming to you live on Friday. Actually, it's not coming to you live, it's coming to you taped. It's coming to you, it's dropping, on Friday, January 7th. 2022 straight smack in the middle of COVID Omnicom Omnicron variant world where almost everyone I know has either been sick or knows someone who's been sick. Thank goodness I'm in the knows many people who've been sick category, by the way, selfishly thank goodness because um, I haven't gotten sick. I'm knocking on every piece of wood I can see right now. Um, But I feel awful because there are a lot of people who are close to me who are sick or who have been sick. It's affecting everyone's lives, and um, I'm just kind of hoping and praying every day that we can, as society and as humanity, get through this um, as quickly as possible. Now, um, today I chose um, for my um, first guest of calendar year 2022 to be Taryn Gazelle. Now, um, Terran is formerly known as Triathlon Taren. will get to that in a minute. Um, but Taren is um, incredibly focused on fitness and wellness. And here we are in the dead of winter in the um, good old New York, USA, and, and many other places around the world. We are in the dead of winter, and um, we're in the middle of a, a pandemic, and fitness is easy to overlook. It's much easier to sit on the couch and eat cookies, <laughs> but that is not going to um, lead to, to good health. And in fact, um, I let my health go for about a month from between Thanksgiving and New Year's when um, I kept working out. So it's not like my fitness declined, but boy, did I eat like a pig. <laughs> um, and I don't think it stopped for the entire five weeks. Um, so I'm back on the wagon. My my January first resolution—I hate to call it a resolution—but my goal is to get back on track. Um, it's been seven days. I, I've been on track for seven days. I've lost a few pounds already. I've lost a few of those Thanksgiving to New Year's pounds. Um, but but this is really you know about being overall well at a time of year where it's tough to stay well. Uh, I'm I'm back on the be well mode Um, and and I certainly hope to stay on this mode for quite some time and certainly with a running start of momentum as we approach spring of 2022 and that's why I chose this podcast episode because Taryn did something really interesting so you guys know the story I did a bunch of triathlons a couple years ago including a half Ironman triathlon on my 55th birthday that was two years ago. And one of the the celebrities, <laughs> if you call it a, a at least a B lister celebrity that I followed intensely as I trained for the triathlon was Taryn Gazelle, triathlon Taryn. because Taryn was a real down to earth guy who explained all of the things about triathlons that newbie triathletes were scared to ask, or we would be Googling for information. And every time we'd Google, what's the best bike, what's the best way to hydrate, what's the best way to change from a, from a swim to a, a bike when you're doing a triathlon. Every time you'd Google the question, triathlon Taryn came up. And so I followed Taryn extensively. Um, Terran quickly became, um, My favorite B-list celebrity, (laughs) I'll call it that. Now it's funny, I think everyone has a favorite B-list celebrity, kind of a minor athlete or a TV star on a minor show or in a minor role. Um, Someone who's out there, but someone who's not, you know, a top professional in their field. Everyone has one. In fact, today... (laughs) um, I hear so many people talk about um, Peloton instructors. <laughs> um, I hear people talk about um, supporting actors and actresses on Hallmark movies during the Christmas season. <laughs> there are so many of these people, who, so many of us, who have these B-list celebrities who we, we really admire. For me, it's Taryn. And um, I reached out to Taryn because I'd had him on the podcast to talk about triathlon Taryn and to talk about how triathlons. But Taryn has done a pivot. Taryn has changed his entire MO to be focused on overall wellness, overall fitness, overall health, um, fitness, for, fitness for wellness sake, fitness for enjoyment sake, um, fitness that would allow you to be a fit, active, mobile senior citizen in, in your 80s. Um, di- um, Taryn has created something called the Motive Method. That's M-O-T-T-I-V method um it can be found on my motive my m-y motive m-o-t-t-i-v.com you can also um go into youtube and put in motive method or you can still put in triathlon taren and you'll get um but i like to put in triathlon taren motive because you'll get all of his motive videos um you'll also get his triathlon videos which are still out there on youtube but Taryn is a great resource, and his pivot really resonated with me. His pivot from triathlon only to fitness and wellness overall really resonated with me. So I don't want to steal any more of Taryn's thunder, but I do want to thank him um, right here up front for, for joining the Meet Mediocrity podcast for a second time, for being someone who I now consider an actual friend, so not just a celebrity that I admire from afar, but a friend. Um, So, Taryn, thank you for joining the Meet Mediocrity podcast. And without further delay, here's my conversation with the founder of Motive Method, Taryn Gazelle.
1: So, Taryn, thanks for joining me today. As I said before we hit record, man, I'm delighted to be here. I had a really fun time. We... (laughs) that we had last time I was on and it was a very pleasant surprise to be asked on again
0: well you know i have one of these what are they what do they call it like when you're like you have like a celebrity crush on someone who's like a minor celebrity. That's you. <laughs> yeah, I have a I have a, a minor celebrity crush on you. are pals,
1: Mitch. <laughs> you can't have a crush on a pal. Uh, yeah, confused. you. know,
0: you, you, yeah. I, listen, because um, because the truth is, of all of the people out there who have YouTube channels and podcasts, and I listen to quite a lot because I'm a podcaster myself, I think I click on
1: Teren stuff more than pretty much anyone else. So there you Thank go. You. We've had some good guests and I had a really good co-host for a long time that, that carried the show and now it's just me. So hopefully you stick around. That, that
0: co-host being your
1: wife. Yeah. So she's, she's still a partner. She's just not a co-host. Yeah. She still works in the business. We just had a moment over the last few months where we reassessed what do we really enjoy in the business? What are we essential to in the business that only we can do? Because there's just an unlimited amount of work that gets piled on you. And in most cases, people never look and say, all right, what's a little outdated? And what could I drop? And what could we give to other people? And she just looked at the podcast and went like, I could take it or leave it. She enjoyed it, but she didn't absolutely love it. Um, and that's okay. And, and it's okay. It, just to do what you doing. love. Yeah. To start Actually, doing something. This is what even this is if, all about. Do what you love. Yeah. Like, even if you just like it, cause she liked it. Mm-hmm. She really liked it, but she wasn't like, my God, I can't wait to do those podcasts. So we decided that she would come on occasionally and, I hope it's okay. Uh, I hope oh, I sure can carry okay. the torch. <laughs> <laughs> so
0: um, I'm sure you can carry the torch and let, let me set the stage for the listeners. So um, Taryn formerly known as the, the, the athlete formerly known as triathlon <laughs> Taryn um, is someone who I was following as I was preparing for my first half Ironman triathlon, which I completed a little over two years ago. Um You actually guided me along the way uh, through your YouTube videos. I was listening to your podcast a couple of weeks ago, and I had not tuned into your podcast for a couple of months. And I tuned into your podcast, and you're talking about a change in focus, a change in name, a change in approach. And as you were speaking, I'm not going to spoil the punchline, you're going to tell it, Uh, but as you're speaking, I'm saying... OMG. Taryn is speaking words that are sitting in my brain. It's as if I'm thinking it and you're saying it. I could not have agreed with you more. And your pivot in, in your approach resonated with me so much that I reached out to you the next day. I said, We need to speak live on the podcast. Here you are. So, so Taryn, why don't you talk us a little bit how you went from triathlon, Taryn, to where you are now? And why?
1: So I went through endurance sports for about 10 years, just like everyone else did. Struggled a little bit in the first couple of years, found my way, got a little bit faster, got to the point that I would be a competitive age grouper. I would have gone to half Ironman's and finished somewhere around 15th out of 1500. So I was never a pro, but I was in that mode of pushing. Pushing, see how much faster I can go. Can I PB? Can I get to Kona, the world championships? What am I capable of? How much can I push my body? And about two years ago, I got to a point that I had PB'd, I had raced my first iron distance race, had Kona in my sights, and my body started falling apart. I was training about 15 hours a week and we had to drop it down to 13 and then 12 and then 11 and then 10. And then eventually the coach, who is a really good, well-known coach, said to me, I just can't give you any training right now without your body rebelling and being sore and not being able to keep up with it. Something's wrong. And it wasn't serious. It wasn't a really lifelong thing that I'm going to have to deal with. It was really just fatigued. I was beaten up from 10 years of doing this and trying to do it as well as I could. And it was just my body giving in. The difference between me and most people, because this is something that so many people go through, you go through it. Mm -hmm. I've had... Upwards of, I think it's about 5,000 messages from people saying, I'm going through the same thing. And that's just what I receive. But so many people go through it. They just go through it in silence. I was going through it in front of 500,000 people on YouTube and in podcasts and in Instagram posts. So I had no choice but to figure out what's going on and share what's going on. Because I couldn't sit there and go like, oh, yeah, keep pushing yourself while I can't. Right. And as I started researching what was going on with me, I'm finding out that what we do as endurance athletes and the culture that our sports are just intertwined with, it's undoing all of our body systems, even to the point that like we're we're thinking we're making ourselves cardiovascularly really fit. But something as simple as that is actually showing that the more elite you are in endurance sports, the more likely you are to have. Dangerous calcification around your heart, and this goes across almost every system that we have, but nobody's talking about it. So
0: this we're talking we're talking well beyond pulled muscles and you know shin splints. This you're, you're talking about all bodily systems being
1: impacted by this. Exactly. The digestive system gets hampered, the musculoskeletal system, our bone density, our hormonal system, our lymphatic system and renal system with our kidneys, um, our cardiovascular system, which is what we think that we're improving, our mental health and nervous system, everything just gets fried, not by the fact that we're doing these races or the fact that we're exercising, but the way that we're doing it, the culture of constantly pushing over and over and over year after year week after week that's what's doing this.
0: So so let's 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 pin that down a little bit because there are people whose first reaction will be overtraining. You're not doing it the right way. You should be taking little gains at a time, but ultimately, you know, you can get there. And 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 I think what you're saying is well actually maybe you can get to complete your first marathon, maybe. Um, and maybe you could do that wisely without injury, but it's that, that pressing for, for more, faster time, longer mm. distance, more that, that is what takes its toll. Is that, is, is that what you're saying?
1: It's very similar to the culture in business that, People want to get a fancy business card. And first, when they get out of university, they want that fancy business card and the fancy title and the fancy suit. And then they want the fancy job and, oh, then they want the nice office and then it isn't enough to have the nice office. But then you got to have the corner office and then it isn't enough to have the corner office. You got to have the corner office on the top floor and then you (laughs) get the corner office on the top floor and then you need the stock options. And like, it's never enough, right? Endurance sports is kind of the same. People answer, this lack of feeling fulfilled with more as opposed to balance. And I think that's where the miss is. And I'm not saying that you can't go and do your first New York marathon. And I'm not even saying that you can't do it well or have a personal best or hit the times that you want. It's that you don't answer that desire with more all the time, more training, more intensity, more work, more hours. That's just not right. The, the studies are not supporting that that is actually how you stay healthy or even how you perform well.
0: So you lived it. You, and and you, you lived it. You, you basically trained as a triathlete. You actually, let's just call it, if you look at the Taren, the Taren curve, you peaked.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And you body, and it not not Taren by choice. Taryn's body said, "I can't, I, I I can't do this."
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: And and so, okay, you had five hundred thousand people watching you, so you had no choice. But forget that for a minute. Um, you you you've you've changed your mindset, and um, I'd kind of want you to talk a little bit about um talk to me. Okay. So I, and I'm going to have you talk to someone else hypothetically, Mm -hmm. but but talk to me for a second. So Taryn, here's here's Mitch's deal. As you probably remember, um, I did my first triathlon, which was a sprint triathlon, a try, a try, maybe four years ago, three and a half years ago, I worked up steadily from a, a, a sprint triathlon to an Olympic triathlon to a half Ironman, um, I did a couple of each until I got to the half Ironman. I did the half Ironman a little over two years ago. You were there. It was Atlantic city, 2019. My first half Ironman triathlon. And when I, uh, first of all, I hated the training and I like, I like exercising. I hated the training. I didn't like training. I didn't like the fact that I was training alone. I Mm like going for bike rides with friends but apparently you have to hit a power number and you can't draft off of a friend and you can't coast down a hill. And so I did it. So I trained alone. I hated that. Um, I hated I hated long runs by myself. I hated all of it. And then I finished Taryn and I said, oh, freak. I finished 28 minutes slower than I had
1: planned. Mm.
0: That was the first thing I thought when I crossed the finish line. Yeah, not
1: I just did a half Ironman.
0: Correct. So, um, there's. So, to me, I would like. I would. I would like to not consider myself retired from triathlons, but I'd like to do it differently. I don't care about my time. I want the T-shirt and the medal, right? Um, but Taryn, I'm, I'm not anywhere on this. So, talking to me, Taryn, what would you do if you were like if I'm telling you, Taryn? I'd kind of like to do it again, but I just don't want to hate it. Can I do it again? And if so,
1: what should I, how should I approach it? I'm going to back it up and say, why do you want to do it again? What's the reason if you hated it before? That's a good
0: question. That's a great question. There's something in my head, Taryn, that says you never did a full Ironman and you never did a marathon, and there was something cool about doing it. You know, even you know, Taryn, I did. I did drink my coffee this morning out of my Atlantic City seventy point three mm-hmm. coffee mug. I so there is it. something cool about it. Yeah, huh? but um, but the reason is really collect the t-shirt and the medal and be proud of myself for having done it.
1: Okay. Why aren't you proud of yourself not having done it? Taryn, so what you're
0: saying, I'm going to pause already. I think what you're kind of saying is unless you're like, absolutely like i have to do this why the hell you have to ask yourself why what's your why why are you even doing it
1: Mm -hmm.
0: okay okay so taryn let's say i can get myself comfortable with the fact that i never did a full iron (laughs) 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 <laughs> Which I'm not there yet, but but, but, let's, but let's say maybe I have to be there yet, because the, what would go mm. into doing it without injury would be a hell of a lot. Mm. Um, I still am very, very into being healthy. I still go on bike rides. I still swim regularly. I still do yoga and, and, and other things, so I'm into this whole fitness thing. What's the right way to approach that? It's not because you can't just sit there and be like, you know, I'm going to go for a bike ride once a week, and you know, I'll do a yoga class then, like that. You're almost not getting any benefit from it. So, what do you do?
1: Yeah,
0: Where, where's yeah. the balance, Taryn?
1: So, uh, I'll just, I will say, I think you got it there. That part of doing this well is coming into it with the right mindset, and if you're doing it because you feel you have to or an external pressure or you need to measure up for any reason, that's not the right reason because that's going to create internal tension. Your brain and your your heart is going to realize, holy smokes, you know, I really don't want to do this. It's societal or there's some reason that I feel the need to do that. And that internal tension, you're going to bring into your training and it's going to create more stress than your body can handle. That can lead to some of the overtraining. So coming into these things for the right reason is important. And the right reason is I think curiosity, intrigue, adventure, not a feeling like you have to to measure up to check off a box or something like that. So I'll just throw that out there. And in the sake I of like time, that. I like let that. that sit. Yep. Then let's say you come into it for the right reasons. The follow-up is to get the training right. And there is training that can be healthy. It's like you said, it's, yeah, people scoff and go, well, that's overtraining. And well, the training has to be correct. Well, I tell you this, 100% of the people out there think their training is correct. (laughs) But here we are with somewhere around 60 to 70% of the athletic population that has in endurance sports has poor hormone profile, has mental health issues, has gut health. Like, okay, so not all of our training is correct. And from what we can gather, it's largely the chronic amounts of intense training. If we look at what elite athletes are doing, and we look at the studies that Steven Seiler is doing, um, really well-known endurance sports physiologist, who's kind of the guy in training intensity distribution. He looks at studies, and the elite athletes are spending as much as 97% of their training time at a low intensity, and maybe only 3% of their time is spent at high heart rate intensities. Wow. Meanwhile, amateur athletes are more like 40% of their time is at low intensity, 60% is at high intensity. So there's that. Train easier so much more of the time and like really, really easy. You Look at pro athletes, even though they're going fast in their training, I've been with them. They are in such a low intensity that I've been next to a world champion and I am like popping carbs because I need help one hour into the workout. It's so hard. And meanwhile, he's unclipping his shoe and like showing me the shims on his shoe, pedaling with one foot. He's that strong. That's how easy they're training. So we need to train that easy. And then I do think that from both a performance standpoint and a longevity standpoint of just being a healthier human long-term, we need to include more strength and mobility work, More, more actual strength work that builds up your muscles, maintains your muscle mass, slows the aging process, maintains a good hormone profile, and I mean you said it, but most people scoff at it yoga like yoga it's it's kind of this airy fairy kind of thing how does it help me training well you know what if you can't bend to touch your shoes what do you think's gonna happen when you bend over to actually pick up a weight or to get out of the water or to go off for the run you're gonna get slip discs you're gonna Injure yourself and be out of the game for several weeks, and that's fine when you're in your 20s and 30s, and you can come back. But when you're in your 40s and 50s, those two to three weeks off aren't two to three weeks off. It might be two to three months off, and that two to three months off, you detrain so quickly as you get older that you might never come back. So, from the standpoint of just being a really good version that of yourself that can function well, strength. And yoga, I think, have to be really big parts of a training plan. And um, then the final piece is make that big, hard, solo time, like hitting your power numbers where you're really dedicated to the race. Make that amount of time short. Don't make that 12 months long. Make that three months long. And the other nine months a year, Train for health, train for enjoyment, train with your friends, train casually, train for being a well rounded athlete, not this super intense, absolute chisel out of stone kind of triathlete.
0: Okay. So, I, um, people who follow me on Instagram know that the person who I ride my bikes with most frequently is uh, my bicycling my buddy Dan. And, Dan is like me. We're both in our fifties. We're both kind of in decent shape. We're both slightly overweight. And Dan is like, every week I'm like, Dan, let's like go on some new scenic ride. And Dan's like, let's ride the same ride we rode last week, but let's do it like a few minutes faster.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: I'm like... Fucking Dan.
1: <laughs> Come on, Dan. <laughs> what are you
0: doing? Um, hey, Dan's going to love that I called him out here, but whatever. <laughs> um, so it's, uh, what you're saying, I think, is like if that's what ro- floats your boat, by all means, but, but you don't need to do that to, in order to maintain a, an import, a good uh, and, and improving fitness level.
1: Well, I would actually give Dan what he wants. Instead of approaching that, let's do it a few minutes faster from the standpoint of, okay, well, normally we do it at like a 5 out of 10 kind of effort, but let's ramp it up to like a 6 out of 10 to see if we can be a few minutes faster. Instead, how about this? Keep it the 4, 5 out of 10 intensity, but do 8 times 30 seconds really hard with 4 minutes rest in between to give your heart rate all that time to come down. So some intervals. Do some intervals. And instead of this in-between, kind of, sort of, a little bit hard to get five minutes faster, have some crazy intense intervals with big rest in between so that your heart rate comes down. You're getting this really nice um, neuromuscular strength, VO2 max kind of response from those intervals. Dan's going to get his... Jolly's because he's going to be a little bit faster, yeah. And you're not going to spend the entire ride in this somewhat intense elevated zone where you're building up lactic acid and stress hormones and right. and beating yourself down. I'm not saying don't challenge yourself. I'm change, I'm saying change how you challenge yourself.
0: So this is a great this is a great segue, Taryn to the you know person who. Maybe, so you and I, we, you know, you more than me, but you and I have done endurance races. We've done our fair share. But one thing you said on the, the, the podcast that, that kind of made me call you was when you said, and I want to be a healthy, mobile, active person at 80. Mm-hmm. You didn't say, I want to run a triathlon at 80. You said, I want to be a healthy, active person at 80. What can we, what, you know, if you were speaking so pretend you're speaking to me again, but now, like I'm saying, forget the whole triathlon thing. I'm with you. I'm done with that. But I too want to be an active mobile person at 80. What, what would, you know, you mentioned a few things. You mentioned yoga, you mentioned meditation, but like, what, tell me a little bit about the lifestyle I should be focused on
1: kind of longer term. Yeah, that one is is really broad. In general, the lifestyle needs to be balanced, and I think that if you are getting to the point of associating yourself with your identity being "I'm a dot dot dot," mm-hmm. that's where it starts getting out of balance. So, if it's "I'm a triathlete," you're starting to value yourself off of PBs, off of being a triathlete. You're going to be training like a triathlete year round if it's CrossFit and I'm a CrossFitter, you're going to be very into CrossFit and you're going to be training for CrossFit year round. On the other end of the spectrum, we'll talk about my other current passion, golf. And if you say I am strictly a golfer, again, it's not super balanced. And it's a bit of a soft answer that I'm giving you, but I think it's to dabble in a lot of things. And give your body a lot of different things. Give your body some cold stimulus. Give it some hot stimulus in a sauna. Eat very naturally. Um, Do low-intensity exercise, whether it's golfing or hiking or going for a bike ride. But then also do some really high-intensity exercise of like those 15- and 30-second intervals, whether it's some hill sprints or maybe doing some fartlek runs. Um, if it is CrossFit that interests you by all means, go and do some CrossFit, but then maybe also intermix that with a little bit of kettlebell work. Yoga. Don't just always only do yoga. Um, do some yoga, but then also have times where maybe you don't do yoga and you get your mobility from Pilates. So it's a, I don't have an exact prescription. We have the the motive method that i've come up with which is four principles and i think it gives enough latitude within those principles to develop into that healthy 80 year old without saying you need to be an endurance athlete that does xyz
0: okay so here's here's the, the the final pivot this is this is the part that we're going to wrap up with so what you just said i in in very simple terms is if you want to be a healthy person, variety, some regular, some regular workouts, regular healthy eating, but give your, give yourself, give your body variety. Mm-hmm. And, 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 you know, if you're going to work intensely, don't work intensely all the time. If you're going to do yoga, try something different too. That's great. I get that. I love that. That's kind of me. I'm, I'm kind of like, a fit guy who's like not great at anything that's mm. a mediocre bitch. but, um,
1: Hey, but, <laughs> I'm, I'm there now. Like, I-
0: so, I, and, and so let me, so let's talk about the motive method. So you have formed the motive method and, um, it can be found at mymotive.com, which is mm. my with two T's right. M O T T I V. Mean, yeah. My M O T T I V. Um, so if, if, me or one of my listeners were to go there and work with your program to come up with a program that works for me. Tell me a little bit about what that would feel like.
1: So the motive method is four principles. Go long, be strong, enhance your systems and enhance your mind. <laughs> the go long part is to have something that challenges you a little bit. Maybe it's an endurance sport Personally, I do think that endurance sports are great for having a goal on the the calendar and challenging yourself a little bit, but it's not like go long and do Ironmans absolutely all the time, but it's just stretch yourself a little bit, stretch a little bit, see what you're capable of. Mm -hmm. Be strong is that you actually need to be strong and not like this, Ooh, I do some core work and some. S&C work three times a week for 12 minutes each time, like actually strong lifting things work. The only thing that's consistent across all athletic endeavors, I would even say yoga is within that, which isn't really associated with being um, a strength sort of sport, but it is, you need to have a strong, durable body. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: You want to have a strong, strong physique.
0: And that's why and, um, I always see Kat- Taryn on videos these days with a kettlebell in your hand. Constantly strength building
1: constantly. It's, it's just, uh, yeah, we can talk about why I like kettlebells, another <laughs> time. but the, the enhance your systems. This is where it starts getting. So unique. this is the third principle. The this is the third principle because endurance training or CrossFit or anything, it doesn't really enhance any of the systems. It enhances one system And then everything else kind of gets ignored and goes to hell. And what this means is no matter what exercise endeavor you take on, do it in a way that it isn't damaging any of your systems and it's actually supplementary. And this caveat really pigeonholes you into very low intensity training, small amount of very high intensity training, a lot of strength training, a lot of meditation and being calm and balanced and not coming into races with the mindset that you might have been coming into it with, like, I have to do an Ironman to, to feel good about myself. Yep. Um, it, it's a really big caveat that, that guides a lot of your training. And then the enhance your mind is all about doing it in a healthy way. It's not coming into it with stress, with anger, with disdain with a need to feel fulfilled by endurance sports. Cause I tell you this, if you are trying to get fulfillment and a feeling of self-worth out of endurance sports, you're not going to get it when you cross that finish line. It's not going to come from that. It might help a little bit, but it's fleeting. Mm -hmm. I think you can use endurance sports or any sport, to enhance your mind a little bit and feel more fulfilled and have uh, a nice balanced um, neurotransmitter profile. But if you're coming into it with a negative mindset, it's actually going to do the opposite. So you have to have a balanced mind for it. And our app Mm -hmm. and our training is all based around these four principles. And, are they customized?
0: In other words, how, how do you, you know, in other words, is it, this is the way you should do, you know, get your variety or like what, what are some of the ways that it, it's fit for each one of
1: us? Yeah. People would be surprised how much you can customize but we've, so we could have either bought a house or uh, for cash or built this app. And Oh my goodness. We, and we built, we built this app because, I think that this app needs to be built for the endurance community. So we have triathlon plans, duathlon, swim run, running plans, and cycling plans. So it's basically any endurance adventure you want to go on, you can train for. And people are very shocked with how well you can customize it. So how it works right from the start is if you want to come in and let's say You only have time to train seven hours a week, but you want to compete in a race. As you are setting up your app, there's going to be a little slider saying, how much do you want to train? Not here's how much we believe you need to train. And you start sliding back and forth and the slider is saying, okay, well, this many hours, this is roughly the performance that you're going to get. So people get to choose what is the amount of hours that they want to commit Mm -hmm. and Where does that place them in terms of their goal? We will then present a rough guide of a training plan that we feel is optimized for that. But then people can go and say, "Eh, you know what? I don't like the bike on that day. I'll move it to this day. Or actually, I'd rather swap that bike for another run. Then you can start customizing. We'll basically present here. Here's something we think will work, but go ahead and change it for what you feel. And then you can just constantly do that. You can constantly change how deep into the sports you go by how many hours you're putting in and what days you're doing what, what races you're doing when. Um, So it is all fairly customized. My belief is that we can get people to be like the 95th percent version of their absolute best self just by giving them really good training that is designed really well and manages their health. And if they want to dip into that last 5%, then go and hire one of the one-on-one coaches that we've partnered with to create the training plans. And that's when you dip into accepting, all right, I might be sacrificing some of my health here, but to see if I can be the absolute best version of myself. And I think people should maybe try that but not all the time. I think that's where the endurance industry needs to be flipped on its head. It's all right, I hire a one-on-one coach and boom, they're going to make me the best version of myself and let's train like hell to do it. And it's like that right from the get-go. Whereas we come at it from the standpoint of, I think we can make you like really damn close to your absolute best version of yourself in a healthy way.
0: I was just going to say define, defining best version of yourself because, frankly, the best version of yourself may very well be
1: a, a, little version.
0: Bit, a healthier version of the mm. person who finished the race. And you may be yeah. finishing it at the best time you can finish it in the healthiest way. And that to me, that's what people don't think about. That's what I don't think about. And I think that, th- you know, this is, this is great because what you've just, what you've just described, Taryn, if I could just put it in a nutshell, is whether you want to do an endurance sport or whether you want to just be healthy, there's a healthy way to approach it. Mm-hmm. And, and, and 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 too often the slope becomes incredibly slippery, whether it's, trying to, to be, get a personal best or qualify for a race or freaking Dan trying to like, you know, hammer for four hours on our bike. You don't have to do that to have gains and to, and to mm. optimize, your, optimize your results.
1: Well, I'm going to give you an example of two different Terrans. The 2019 Terran that you raced alongside in Atlantic City went 428, about 14th overall, I think in the, the race. Um, not super healthy. That was just weeks before my body started showing the first little cracks in the foundation. Mm. The 2018 Terran went 436 a year before in a half Ironman. Eight minutes slower, but was way healthier. I trained five hours less a week. I felt better. I was sleeping better. My digestive system was better. I was stronger. I had more time and more energy to be present with my wife and my friends. Was that eight minutes that I spent or that I gained in 2019 worth it, considering everything that I had to give up? And I look at it and say, no, like, do you have any idea that I raced 428 instead of 436? Probably not. And do you really care? Probably not. No one cares. In fact, and do I care? Not really. I was damn proud of my 436 when I did it. Right. So I think the point at which people need to accept, you know what, this is a really good version of myself because it's balanced, because it's healthy, because I've got time for my family, because I was really close to the best version of myself while balancing all that needs to be a little bit sooner than we're currently doing, needs to back off a little bit. And you know what? In a lot of cases, for people who are training in an unhealthy way, they actually back off a little bit and get faster. We have lots of athletes that actually qualify for their first world championships and have over the last three years.
0: By training training less
1: than they ever have. Well,
0: Taryn, thank you, not just for being on the podcast, but thank you for this pivot because it's actually. Brought a lot of clarity to me, and this conversation actually brought even more clarity to me. When you asked me why, Mm -hmm. Um, I'm going to continue to follow you. Continue to follow um, mymotive.com and the Motive Method because, frankly, the things you're doing now really, really resonate with me. My goal, my goal in life, is to be a mobile, healthier 80 year old. And if I could do that, then I've succeeded.
1: Awesome. Give you a little spoiler alert. That means you got to be a pretty badass 50-year-old. So don't <laughs> push yourself, still challenge yourself, just do so in a balanced way and you can get to that 80-year-old.
0: Fair deal. Fair awesome. deal. All right, Taryn, thank you so much.
1: Thanks for having me again.
0: <laughs> don't, don't rule out a third visit. We'll see what happens <laughs> next. We'll see what the future brings. <laughs> right on. Take care. Well, that's a wrap on today's uh, Mediocrity podcast. And I just want to highlight a few quick things that Taryn mentioned that really really resonated with me. Um, Training for fitness and training for overall wellness is a big part of our overall health and longevity. So if you want to do an endurance race, by all means do it but don't do it in a way that crushes your body and crushes your mind and crushes your 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 functioning systems. Do it in a way that might be intense in small intervals. Do it in a way that might be intense over a few months, not all year round. Um, and also enjoy training for other areas. So enjoy the variety. Enjoy um, the social aspect. Enjoy just being Mobile and 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 diverse and enjoy the journey of overall fitness. So, anyway, Taryn, your message and your pivot have really resonated with me. You're making a big impact on my life in my post triathlon world. And um, yeah, so thanks again, and to the rest of the Meet Mediocrity podcast listeners, thank you for joining the Meet Mediocrity podcast. Today's episode, Season 5, Episode 4, represents the 89th episode of the Meet Mediocrity Podcast. We will hit the 100th episode of Meet Mediocrity in this Season 5. And um, I appreciate you following me on Instagram. I appreciate you checking out my YouTube videos. I appreciate everything about all of the people who've been listening to the podcast. So, with that... I will continue to wish you, in the middle of this pandemic, good health, safety, um, happiness, and as Taryn would said, as Taryn would say, overall fitness wellness. Um, and with that, take care, everyone.